0: Welcome to the podcast of Grace and Peace Church. We're glad you're journeying with us, and we hope that you find value from the teachings. If you'd like to connect or support the mission of Grace and Peace Church, check us out at graceandpeacechurch.org or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Grace and Peace. Well, we are going to take a little hiatus, a one-week hiatus from our usual series where we've been going through the Book of Mark, and the Book of Mark... um, has been uh, a long journey, and it's gonna be a a longer journey because we're, I don't know, we're more than halfway, but um, we're taking it thought by thought, kind of chunk by chunk, and studying through it. But one of the things that we wanna do is, we constantly wanna give uh, space and resource for you to continue to grow in your faith beyond just a Sunday. And so one of the things that we're gonna start doing is um, for the next two months, we're gonna incorporate this thing called Lectio Divina in our lives. And um, this is not something you have to do, but this is something we're offering that is available. There's books in the back um, that I'll give you an opportunity to grab here in a little bit um, to take a look at. But I'm going to talk about that today, and I'm going to kind of unpack Lectio Divina a little bit. I know it's a crazy Latin, couple Latin words there, um, but we're going to dig into it. And so what I'm going to do is spend just this Sunday uh, talking about it, giving you a little bit of background, what's going on with Lectio Divina, where it originates from, And how we are going to begin to utilize it as a church, uh, as Electo Divina Journal, uh, to connect as well as deepen our faith uh, because it's a valuable thing. We need to continue to be growing. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, So when I first became a Christian, one of the, the challenges that I would face is as I would have life scenarios that I would encounter, I would try and go to the Bible and find what God would say about it. And I wouldn't know what to do. So what do you do? Maybe, like, you've done this before, and you're like, God, help me in this situation, and, uh, uh, weird. Um, So, like, you're supposed to, like, pitch tents and go give these offerings, and I don't know what that means. That has nothing to do with my life. I I don't know what he's talking about. And so we just don't know what to do with it. And so it's, like, all these books that we're, like, where do I go? What do I do? And how is this supposed to help my life? I know some pastor told me that it's supposed to be helpful, and it just was never helpful. And I was like, all right, so I ended up Googling things, you know, or like searching things. It was, that was kind of way back, so I didn't have my phone to be able to do that on a consistent basis. But um, it was a challenge, and it became something where I, I just didn't really understand it. And so um, one of the things that, one of the disciplines that I've found in reading Scripture and studying Scripture is this practice called Lectio Divina. And what it does is it gives you an overview of Scripture. So if you stick with Lecta Divina, what it does is it gives you a pattern of reading daily, or you could make it every other day, or you could make it once a week. If you're like, I just need to like start out small, that's okay. Um, it gives us this pattern to begin to engage our faith. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack all this. So it, the origins of it, it comes out of um, the was it, sixth century. So um, it, it basically was uh, designed for monks in monasteries to engage their faith and deepen their faith with God. Um, and so what St. Benedict does, did of Nursia um, between 480 and 547 uh, A.D., he said basically he wanted to create a pattern for monks to engage in their faith in meaningful ways that engages the Holy Spirit, that engages Scripture and then begins to engage others in that process. And this is kind of the format that we see. It's Lectio Divina. So, um, I know it's crazy, um, crazy wording, which we'll get to in a second, but what it eventually does in your life is it begins to allow you to mine that relationship with God in a very meaningful pattern that can begin to shape life in beautiful ways. So, here's what happens. Lectio like Divina is broken down into these, these four parts. Like Some people do it differently, They've, like, there's variations of it, but this is kind of the, the framework for it, okay? So it starts out um, with a reading. So, Lexio, that's the first part, reading. So you have a passage that you will read, and we're gonna give you guys these journals. They're 10 bucks each if you wanna buy one, if you need to take one, because you're like, I don't have 10 bucks, feel free to take it. Don't tell my treasure I said that. She's in the room somewhere, I don't yeah. know what she went. Uh, yeah, there she is. She's looking at me like don't do that um, But no ten bucks if you can uh, they're online you can order them too if you're like hey I don't want to take one from the back. I'll just order one and make it happen because I need more than one um, but what happens is Basically, you'll have a given passage a short passage. I'm going to model this for us in a little bit after I kind of unpack what we're doing here um, and you have this passage that you're going to read, and you're going to read it a few times. Some people say that you should read it ten times, which I'm like, that's a little extreme. Uh, it's going to get a little repetitive. But you read the passage that's given to you, and what happens is through this journal, uh, and what the original process was, is there was a New Testament reading, an Old Testament reading. There's a letter. There's one of the uh, from a passage from the wisdom letters, so like a Psalms, a proverb. And then uh, you have one of the New Testament letters that either Paul written had written, uh, written to one of the other churches. Um, but you have a little chunk, and you're going to basically you're going to cover a lot of the Bible if you're going through Monday through Friday, um, with all these different Old Testament, New Testament letters. Um, you're going to start to see a bit of an overview of Scripture, and you're going to start to see not in like massive chunks, in these small chunks of Scripture. Um, what the Bible is doing and what it's teaching and what it's talking about. And you start to get this overview that like, gives you a handle where you're like, oh, now I know where that book is. And I'm like, okay, now I know how to turn to it without even using my, uh, my index, right? Um, and it starts to give you a, an understanding of flipping the pages and going, okay, these are the stories, this is what God was doing. And, and then you get more familiar, right? But what happens is you take this passage that it gives you and you sit and you, you read it. You read it three times. This is how our journal is going to be. Um, You read it three times. And each time you read something, you'll notice something different probably. But something will start to bubble up from that passage. Something that the Holy Spirit awakens in you will go, what's up with that little line right there? Like, that's pretty intriguing. That's interesting. And one of the things that, that begins to happen is then you start to meditate on it. So that's the second piece of it. You're meditating on it, and that's... Just a fancy word for sit and reflect. Sit and let it let it be something that you chew on. Let it encounter your life, the scenarios of your life, what you're, what you're going through. Um, and then the third part is prayer. And this prayer is how does this begin to engage my faith with God, right? And then the fourth is this contemplation. And this contemplation can last as long as you want. It could be all day where you start to just let that passage, so that little word that you read, that sentence you read, or even the whole passage if that's what stands out to you, you let that speak into your life and then go, okay, so I'm going to contemplate this. I'm going to contemplate what's happening and begin to see what's going on. We're going we're to go a little more in depth and a little bit on all of this. And then as a result of this encounter with God and Scripture, we're called to then action. And that's kind of the fifth part, which isn't really a fifth part, but it's going to be something that you'll see woven into it. Um, because scripture's always meant to impact us in a way to where now we're acting out the things that God calls us to. That Now we're loving people differently, right? So, what's with the name? Isn't that Catholic? Are we Catholic? No. But, these are our roots, right? So, here's the deal. Um, literally, the term means divine reading. Sacred reading, okay? So, it's this sacred way of encountering scripture, and just because it's Latin doesn't make it foreign, all right? So if you need a different term for Lectio Divina, if you're like, that sounds crazy, and I don't think I can invite someone else into this, you could call it something different if you want. You can call it your prayer journal with God. Whatever you want to do, it's basically your time of engaging scripture with God. So don't get hung up on the term, okay? Um, really what we're doing is we're creating space for active listening. Active listening to God's word. And one of the things that can happen is when we study scripture, we can read it and quickly jump to, okay, so what is it telling me to do? Instead of listening and going, what is God calling me to do with this passage? And what is the passage really trying to teach us? And what is it really trying to teach me specifically at this point in time? So it's this mindful reading and active listening. Mindful reading and active listening. It's engaging with the Holy Spirit and this is kind of the opposite of getting really analytical with a passage. Not that you shouldn't be analytically thinking, but this isn't the time to go, okay, so let me Google this passage real quick and see the origin of it and like who wrote it and what's going on all this stuff. It's really just let the word speak to you. Because we believe that the Holy Spirit is bigger than all the research that you're going to do around the passage. Sure, that'll help, and sure, that's a great thing to do. I'm not negating any of that. But what I'm saying is that the simplicity of what Scripture can teach us is powerful. And sometimes we overthink it, and sometimes we overanalyze it. Right? Sometimes we can overanalyze a relationship, can't we? Right? That like, if you compare this to a relationship with a spouse or whatever, um, somebody you know really well, and you're constantly analyzing the relationship rather than enjoying the relationship, that's two different things, right? If you're constantly nitpicking it, going, well, this is what we need to do different, it's like, no, no, no. Just be present in the relationship and sometimes just hear what the person might be telling you. And what you might be you. All right, I'm trying to get away from you. Hopefully we don't have a power outage like last week. That was, that was pretty wild. Was a good drop the mic moment. This was not a drop the mic moment. Um, but uh, but so it's this engaging of God's word. And so um, another way to term this is, is liturgy. It's a way that the church engages faith, right? And that's a real fancy word for saying like these practices that we have, these disciplines that we have. And I know that sounds like another big word where you're like, oh, they're talking about discipline. Oh, that sounds like hard work and oh, it's so painful. Um, But when I think of these terms, I think of them as things that help us thrive. And here's why. Here's why I think Lectio Divina can transform us as a community and us as individuals, as believers. Um, The mission of the church is to make disciples. The reason we gather here is to deepen our faith in who God is. Because as I mentioned when we first started, when I just did a little intro, was that our faith in God is meant to be life-giving that is meant to transform life in a way that you begin to experience the relationship with God and the relationship with people in a way that is good. It's not always easy, but it's good. That loving people and being patient with people is good, right? But that takes a little that takes discipline. That takes some some intentionality behind it to get to that place. So this goodness and this life-giving Result of being this kind of community and being the church requires a bit of legwork It requires a bit of intentionality some focus Um, Liturgy I heard this week It it can be compared to like a gym Or a dojo anybody go to a dojo do we have any dojo people in here one or two three four. Okay, awesome Uh, What about gym people do we have any gym rats in here? Okay, no, okay. So that's a, that's a strong no, especially the last couple of weeks, how hot it is. So nobody going to the gym, any home gym people? Okay, nobody willing to claim, it? all right, got a few. All right, um, just for the podcast, everyone raised their hand and uh, everybody was into working out. So if, if you're not doing that, you're, you're left out. Um, but no, it, it's, it's kind of this, uh, a, a, it's, it's a good analogy for it that if you're part of a gym or a dojo, um, if it's jujitsu, karate, whatever it might be, um, there's a sense that there will be a development that happens, right? So St. Benedict, when he created uh, Lecto Divina, he wanted his monks to continue to develop in their relationship with God, that it would be this, there would be intimacy that would grow between them and God, that they would continue to transform their inner life in a way that they'd now become more like Christ, right? And so when you think of a dojo, a gym, um, especially in a dojo, if you have a group of people that are coming every week and for three years they come to your dojo and they are no different than the day that they walked into the dojo after three years, would you say that that's a really bad dojo? Yeah. So as a church, and what my heart and my passion is, is that as we, and not just me, but pastors around the world, like, Our calling and our our desire is to be the kind of community that continues to grow. That if you're with us as Grace and Peace for three years, I hope that you know more about this. And not just more about this, but more about your relationship with God. um, That it's life-giving, that it's beautiful, and it's good, and it's been transformative to you. Um, And and that's the goal. And, And we have to have disciplines, we have to have things in our lives to begin to move in that process of experiencing the goodness of God, the life-givingness of God, right? That that has to it has to have some intentionality. And so that's our mission, that's our goal, and we need things that begin to do that. And so this is a spiritual discipline, just like exercise or eating healthy. Um, those are all physical disciplines that help you to physically thrive, right? So we want disciplines that help us spiritually to thrive. And just as a, like a side note, um, physical health um, As far as eating healthy physical discipline the visual of that the purpose of that is to be internally healthy, right? We should never do those things for outward appearance It should be for physical like internally physically healthy so that you can handle daily stresses so that you can be physically fit and able to handle life's stresses that come at us, right? Our jobs, whatever it may be. Um, Eating healthy and, and physically training, it gives us mental clarity, focus. It helps our mood. It helps so many different things. But when we talk about spiritual health, it's not meant to be something that is just to make you look good on the outside in the same way that physical health is not meant to be an outward appearance thing. It's meant to be internal. And what happens, and Jesus talks about this, is that internal health translates into how you impact the world. That if internally you are spiritually strong and your relationship is, uh, has depth with you and Jesus, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show. But it's not meant to be the sole thing. It's not meant, you're not meant to be like, oh, look how great I am, look how holy I am. It's meant to transform you on the inside so that then God can work through you and shine through you, but not for your glory, right? It's meant to be for his glory. It's meant to be something that points people to God's kingdom. And so this is what this spiritual discipline does. It's not meant to be, hey, look how cool I am, look how holy I am, look how spiritual I am, because I know some Latin words and I have a a journal that's got Latin words on the top of it. Uh, It's meant to be something that transforms the inside of our lives. The inner life, the hidden life that nobody else can see, but they will see the fruit of it. They will see the result of your time with God. And so spiritual disciplines develop our inward character so that when we face outward challenges, we have strength to face those things. So your inward character, when it's developed and then you're tested by something, when someone comes at you with like a, hey, you're such a blah, 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 whatever if your inner character has been developed in such a beautiful way by Jesus, your response will be different. Your response won't be initially to fight back. It might be a little different. That when we have that inward strength, that spiritual discipline that's been shaping us, we're prepared to discern with godly wisdom, we're prepared to respond with love, respond in joy, in self-control, right? All these disciplines, these these fruits of the discipline, uh, fruits of the spirit that begin to come out of our lives as a result of spending time doing this, right? So, um, back to this liturgy of like a dojo or a gym. Um, Not everybody's gonna be at full black belt status and there's no expectation that you should be a black belt status, okay? I just want to clarify that, that as we dig into this, if you get to this, if this is like your starting point, and you're like, you get to this like one day a week, awesome. If you get to like one question one day a week, awesome. My goal is that you would continue to develop that, and I know that even in my personal life, there are seasons where I'm super disciplined, and there's other seasons where I'm like, I've done nothing all week. But the goal, the goal is that we begin to incorporate these disciplines, these spiritual practices on a regular basis and continue to develop that and grow in that and learn to fall in love with it the same way we do physical exercise or those kind of things. But this has to be something that you continually step into and just say, here's where I'm at. There's no shame in in starting at this point and just saying, I'm going to do one day a week. Or ten minutes a week, whatever. A minute a day. Um, it's just recognizing there has to be a starting point, and I hope that we all have grace for one another in that process. That some of you are black belt status, and you're like, "Dude, I'm so regimented. Like, I'm I'm on this every day, and I'm studying it, and like I've read through the Bible every year." You know, like that's awesome. Like that's that's good. Um, there's no shame in that. Um, but continue to recognize where you are in that journey, and that you want to continue to be to to develop in that. Um, That three years after being with us as GP, that you're not the same person you started out as. That you're more loving, more patient, more kind, more generous. Um, So building this consistent rhythm of engaging our relationship with God through Lectio Divina um, is not gonna be easy all the time. I'm just gonna, gonna tell you that right now. Like, there will be distractions in your life. There will be people that will try and distract you from it. Um, Satan will find a way to distract you and you'll be like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. I'm just going to get a sandwich right now. Boom, and go, go to whatever you got to do, you know? Like, oh, I'm late for work. Just got to put this away, you know? Like, There'll be always something. There'll always be something that will pull you away from it. Acknowledge that and just be aware of it and then begin to build things around it that help you find time to actually do it. Um, one of the things that, uh, a cool illustration I heard this week um, was that in our relationship with God and in our relationship and these disciplines of engaging God um, sometimes we we stalk Jesus and I don't know if you guys have ever stalked someone on, on social media where you're like researching who they are uh, via Instagram or Facebook or whatever that is yeah. but um, yeah <laughs> I would never <laughs> um, but uh, people will research other people online and discover things about them and have never met them. Does that make sense? Let me put it that way. Okay, there you go. So we can research, get head knowledge about Jesus all week long and still have not met with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. That like we can know intellectually a lot about who God is, what scripture says, who Jesus is, and never actually sit with him and listen. And what Lectio Divina does is it's not about just fire hosing information into your life. It's about going, this is the line that stood out to me. And what is the Holy Spirit telling me right now? What is the promise that maybe God is reminding me of that I'm loved as I am? Maybe God's promising you right now that what you're doing right now is good. Keep charging in that direction. Maybe he's affirming you. Or maybe he's going to challenge you in something during the week. But all of that is meant to deepen a relationship with God, not just get head knowledge and continue to grow and like, oh yeah, I know so many facts about Jesus, it's crazy. But do you know him, right? Like, it's the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. And that's what I think Lectio Divina does. And I, obviously any study can start to lean into just head knowledge. But be aware of it. This is my encouragement. Just be aware, even if you don't pick this thing up and don't do this, as you study scripture, be aware that there can be moments where you sit with God and you sit with Jesus and you're you're hearing him and you're just listening and saying, what do you have for me? And just being okay with that. And maybe there's nothing. Maybe it's just silence for a few days. But then after a while, there's something that he starts to awaken in your heart. Maybe there's something you become passionate about or maybe there's a... Uh, a person in your life that God's just continually bringing to memory and you're like man I need to really I need to be praying for them or maybe that's somebody I need to be serving and helping right now Uh, maybe that's somebody I need to be patient with I don't know God will awaken these things and I can't prescribe it there's nothing I can do other than create space to engage in that relationship and to begin to foster the relationship my question How do you go about fostering relationships in your life? Like the relationships you have around you, the people that you engage with, the friends that you have, how do you go about fostering those relationships? You don't have to say it out loud yet, but think about that for a second. How do you go about building friendships? I believe Lectio Divina is one of those things that is a healthy way of going about a relationship with God, the Creator. Relationships and friendships that we have a lot of times come around a meal with somebody, listening to them, right, hearing their hopes, dreams, frustrations, struggles. Hearing them out, understanding their heart. Um, In a a friendship where you constantly bring stuff and just dump things on people, do you think that's a good friendship? No. So I think we all know what a good friendship looks like, right? But a friendship is there's reciprocation of generosity, reciprocation of listening and speaking. There's a give and a take. Sometimes you eat dinner at their house, and sometimes they eat dinner at your house. Um, There's not always a keeping track of who did more for who, right? sometimes there's just generosity. Like true friendships, like, they thrive in that, and they continue for years and years. But they take intentionality. It takes a focus. And that's what I believe we want to do as a church. And this is no, like, silver bullet. There's no, like, solution to all of us becoming, you know, super engaged in our relationship with God. But it's a tool. It's a piece in that puzzle of what it looks like to engage our faith in healthy ways. So what I want to do is give a quick overview um, so that you guys can see what this book looks like as you engage it. And my prayer is that you do engage it, that you do grab a book, and you do do it, but again, there is no pressure. You don't have to do this. This isn't like the, like, mandatory GP, like, attendance kind of thing. Um, So this is what it looks like inside. So there's 60 seconds where you just sit silent before God. And I acknowledge that maybe you want longer than 60 seconds, or maybe 60 seconds is, like, the longest 60 seconds of your life. I understand that. But start there, okay? Um, this is all kind of, you can you can expand it as much as you want, or drop it down to 10 seconds if you need. Um, but there'll be a passage, so there'll be this lexio, this passage that you're going to read, you're going to read it slowly, and then you're going to read it three times. Three times slowly, and then as you meditate, what you're going to do is you're going to find what words stand out. Maybe you highlight them, maybe you underline them, maybe you circle them, maybe there's a one word thing that stands out as you've been reading it three times. Maybe there's the entire sentence. Maybe there's just a phrase. But begin to meditate on what is that little passage that stands out to you? Like Let the Holy Spirit speak that into you. And then there's a prayer. And it's basically responding to those lines that stand out to you. And it's maybe asking, God, why is this standing out to me? Why does this seem so significant to me right now? Who? is causing this to stand out in my life like why is there somebody a relationship or somebody whatever what is causing this and why is it being stirred in you and then the last part is this contemplation and it's just sitting and resting in the fact that maybe God's brought something to you and allowing your thoughts to begin to journey through what he might be inviting you into where he might be challenging you or maybe it's something that he's convicting you of whatever it might be um beginning to wrestle with that and so that's the simplicity of it like each page is a day Um, and as I mentioned, you go Old Testament, New Testament um, Psalms, Proverbs, and letters and then the sixth day, if you stay disciplined with it the sixth day, I think I threw that in there will be a a time of reflecting back on the entire week and this is where we're trying to incorporate as a church as a community where we can do this and um, so you review the week First of all, you become aware of God's love for you. Be reminded of that, um, that throughout the week. Maybe there's been challenges, difficult things. Be reminded that he loves you. Second part is review the week in gratitude. Gratitude is one of those things we all know that like changes our posture. It changes who we are. Um, that when we recognize the things that we're thankful for and there's space on the other side of the page just to list them out, what am I thankful for? Who, who am I thankful for? What's happened this week that's been amazing? And then the third part is being attentive to these two things. Basically, how did I experience consolation, which is joy, comfort, peace? How did I experience that this week? And then how did I experience desolation? What were the really challenging, difficult parts of my week? Where was their failure? Where was their frustration, sadness? And begin to reflect on those two things. Um, And then as you become attentive to those things, basically just saying, I need to receive forgiveness for those areas. I need to recognize that God loves me in the midst of all of that. Um, And that he longs to work through those things sometimes. And so then the fifth part is like, with hope, look toward tomorrow. What newness uh, would the Holy Spirit be inviting you into? Um, So that's kind of taking to the next step of like, how am I going to grow from this last week? What has this last week done for me? And so this is a very simple format or a, a guideline for basically like, how do you engage your faith throughout the week? How do you reflect on that week and begin to grow from it? And then Sunday is a rest day and you just, you come, gather with us, rest, be encouraged. Um, It's not about doing, it's not about reading, it's not about thinking, it's about just, it's just like, let all that go for a day, right? So this is uh, what Lectio Divina looks like and this is what the week will look like and then the third part of it is there's a challenge where it calls us to step out into faith and this is again like, if you wanna go full tilt and do all of this, go for it. If you wanna just start with like one of those a week, go for it. Like there's no like requirement on how you do this, okay? But this is, I'm just laying it out for you. Um, so this is the action, the incarnation. This is like the word becoming flesh. It's being fleshed out through your life. And so it gives you some opportunities to volunteer, some hospitality, um, give with intention. Give without no, uh, someone knowing that you're giving. Um, act, share, inspire, welcome the stranger, have a meal with somebody, or discover some other way that God is inviting you to serve. Maybe it's within grace and peace. Maybe it's in the community. Uh, maybe it's at your job, in your neighborhood. Um, but it's basically just saying, all these things that God has been teaching me, how do I begin to put them into action? Because If all we're doing is looking inward, we're missing out on what God wants to do through us. And that's part of our three postures that we have is that we're looking upward to God. We're looking inward and reflecting and and developing character. And then we're going out and we're serving the community. And we're using the things that God's done to develop us and build that character to begin to be a blessing to the world. And so um, my action step would just be find somebody that you can journey through this with. Um, I would suggest once a week, you just get together and go, what, did, what was your takeaway from the week? What did you learn? What passage, idea, truth from the journal stood out most? And you're literally just gonna share that. So if you read one day a week, you can be in this conversation, right? If you read five days a week, one of those will stand out and be part of the conversation. But it's really just sharing what God's been doing through Lectio Divina, through your study time. Um, and, uh, and then sharing that with somebody or a group of people. Um, and then what is God teaching you about yourself and continue to develop that. So really the group could be you and your spouse. If you wanna start small and if you're like, I don't know if I wanna to invite tons of people in my house and do all this stuff, I just don't have time, whatever. I just want this to be accessible. Um, so if you and your spouse want to start with this pick up two of the books or one of the books whatever um, And go through it together throughout the week and start to engage that And if it's one of the things that you just do a couple times I said like a week where you get together and do that but at least once a week come together and have a discussion Here's what I'm learning. Here's what I'm discovering. Here's what stood out this week Here's what ripped my face off, and now I'm really like I want to I want to change my life in this area um, Or if you want to have like two or three four, the what we're saying is the max five um, because after five people it starts to become a little too chaotic and people don't want to share and you're not really authentic and honest. But just find people that you naturally hang out with and it doesn't have to be part of Grace and Peace. If you know people um, outside of our church um, that you want to meet with and just say, hey, would you journey through Lectio Divina with me? Um, meet once a week. You can meet online. However you want to do that. We just want to make it accessible um, and uh, and available. So... That's what Lecto Divina is, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to do this for a two-month window. Um, so whoever you find that you want to connect with, you're only committed for two months, all right? And then you're out. After that, you can bail out, and you're like, I'm never doing that again, there's Latin stuff, I'm out. Um, or you can say, okay, I want to start another group, or I'm going to continue on with that person that I've already started meeting with. Um, whatever that looks like, we're giving you an on-ramp and an off-ramp, okay? And if you want to off-ramp, you can off-ramp. But if you want to just continue on that freeway, on this journey with us, we would highly encourage that um, because we believe it'll transform your character, it'll transform your inner spiritual life in beautiful ways. Um, So the one thing I would ask is, if you already have some people in mind where you're like, hey, here's what we're gonna do, on the Connect card or on the digital bulletin, I would just ask that you would write that in and let us know, hey, I'm gonna meet with my spouse or I'm gonna meet with these two, three, four people Uh, Once a week and I'm picking up a book and I'm going for it. I just want to know who's in who's kind of journeying through this and then um, And you don't have to decide that today next Sunday We're gonna we'll talk about it again, and you just let us know next Sunday if you don't know today, okay? Um, But I would just like to know who's on the journey who's who's digging in Um, and then We have a fifth Sunday the end of next month and fifth Sunday is where we share a meal together and at that point, we're gonna recap. Like, how is this working? What are you experiencing? What are the things that you're learning from this? Um, how is it transforming life for you? And and hopefully, um, you have some good stories of what's going on. So, that's the plan, you guys cool with this? We good? Um, if you have any questions, again, chat me. Chat with me right after service right now, we'll close, but um, the books are back there, the journals, I should say. Um, journals are back there, 10 bucks each, um, or just take one if you can't afford it. Like, There's no shame in that. Like, just take it. I just want you to engage in your faith. Like, that's what I care about. That's what we care about as a church. So um, grab one, dig in. I sent out an email this week that has the link to it. If you want to buy one online and just get it shipped, it takes like three, four days for it to come. Um, There's no rush. If it takes all week for it to show up at your house, that's fine. You start next week, it's totally okay. There's no pressure. Um, But we're just going to journey until the end of October together in Lectio Divina. And... um, and please let me know who who you're going to be meeting with and what your game plan is. So um, let me pray, and then I'll read our blessing. Lord, I thank you for disciplines that have passed down for hundreds of years, Uh, disciplines like this that have shaped people's lives, that have transformed people's inner life, inner relationship with you, God, Um, transform people's prayer life, transform people's um, understanding and relationship with you in beautiful ways. And so I pray that as we step into this as a church, um, that you would continue to uh, pour out your Holy Spirit on us, that as we engage in these times of contemplation, these times of prayer, these times of reading, um, that you would awaken something new in each each and every one of us that you would transform us from the inside out, that you would transform us not just for our own good, but for the good of the world, that we would be a different place, that as people engage us as a community, that they would see you, Jesus. Um, And so uh, help us as we carve out time to be disciplined, as we carve out time to study um, and to sit at your feet, Lord. I thank you for each and every person in this room that as we leave into the different places that you've called us to this week, Lord, that you would work in and through us. We love you, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. So we read this benediction as we go out into the rest of this week, and uh, it's just a reminder of the kind of people that we want to be and the kind of space that we are. So rejoice in knowing that we never walk alone. Know the grace and peace of Christ walking beside us that he's guiding and protecting us. And share this comfort with one another and feel his presence each moment of each day. Amen. Again, if you have questions, come chat with any one of us and grab one of the journals in the back. Have a great afternoon.